Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the wait list before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the wait list right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. All right, you guys. I don't even know how to start this episode. All I know is that it's on my heart right now. I'm really passionate about it and it must be said. So obviously the title of the podcast, because I love to pre-title, says COVID, child trafficking, BLM, and every other heated topic right now. Parentheses, this needs to be said. Where this is coming from and the reason why I'm putting this episode up is because I've been really watching and I have been observing with this fascination of what has been going on in 2020 so far. And I feel called right now to use my voice and to share my message and my take, my own perspective on the madness that we have created around every single heated popular topic right now. You know what I'm talking about, like COVID-19, child trafficking, elite pedophilia rings, the BLM movement, the election coming up, and everything in between. And you see, over the last few weeks, I have, for the most part, stayed out of my DMs because I just got sick and tired of receiving DM after DM, call out after call out, and shame after shame for not talking about this topic or not shutting up about that topic or not caring about this issue supposedly and not speaking up about that issue or caring too much about this issue or not caring enough about that issue. And what a quote unquote horrible leader I am for not shaming others 
into talking about XYZ issue and then supposedly not caring about human life because I'm not promoting that issue. And I have honestly come to the point where I've just had enough. (laughs) And this podcast needs to be put up because I know that I'm not the only one who's going through this. I know that there are lessons that I have learned through all of this. And I know that there's lessons within this that may help you in some way too. So just to give some context, like let's back up for a second, because I want to share the timeline of 2020 and how crazily it has played out so far. And as I read this to you, I'm curious if you'll begin to notice the exact same trend that I'm noticing and why specifically I feel called to upload this podcast right now. So let's go back to March, right? First, we started talking about COVID, this this dangerous virus sprouts, right? In China and then makes its way across the world. And we all together get on board with protecting ourselves and protecting others. And I remember immediately seeing this beautiful unfoldment of how we all tapped into love and we all tapped into gratitude very quickly because we, honest to God, thought that everyone was going to die, right? And then some time passed and then the shame game began. We started to shame others who were not on board with the narrative back in March. You know, if you're not wearing a mask, if you're not social distancing, if you're not staying home, then you're a bad person and we need to tell you and we need to call you out. And then what ended up happening, which I have spoken on this with my conspiracy theory episode that I shared, just like on the power of questioning things, on the power of always doing your own research and not listening to what everyone else is saying, you know, we started to question whether or not COVID is real. And we started to shame one another for not questioning the narrative and not diving into the rabbit hole of what COVID is actually covering up in terms of other issues. I remember immediately seeing influencers getting called out and tagged and and everyone just shaming each other for why are you not talking about this why are you not looking into the, into this and you know anyone who's not questioning the narrative of covid all of a sudden is a quote unquote bad person so people started looking into like is covid made up is covid being faked is this even a dangerous virus at all what happened to the flu all of a sudden right did we cure it with covid no one's talking about the flu or pneumonia uh, who the fuck does Bill Gates think he is, right? A, a computer programmer all of a sudden became our medical expert. Things like, hell no, I'm not taking the stupid vaccine and what really isn't a vaccine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So then we started going into the shame spiral around the very opposite of what the shame spiral was in March. Then the very tragic murder of George Floyd happened and we together, I saw such a beautiful thing happen. We all got on board with the fact that that should have never happened, right? It's atrocious. The Black community deserves so much better. We must be more vocal and adamant on promoting and upholding Black equal rights. And then guess what? The shame game began once again. We started to shame one another for not talking about the BLM movement in a way that meets societal expectations, right? The societal expectations of it must be done in this way and this time. And if you don't do it this way and at this time, then we will cancel you, right? And then after some time passed, a couple weeks, it only took a couple weeks, 
people then forgot like the very nature of what we banded together about. And we started to, you know, some people started to question the narrative behind that movement, not the belief that all people deserve equal rights, but the very nature of like the organization itself, Black Lives Matter. What is the organization really about? Is it a Marxist movement? Is it this? Is it that? Is it covering up Hillary Clinton's court date that fell in the same week as the BLM protests, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then the shame game began once again. (laughs) If you don't question that narrative, now you're a bad person again. You're actually against Black rights and you don't know what you're supporting. And how dare you not talk about this? And how dare you for donating to BLM when there's this issue? Okay. Do you guys notice the fucking trend right now? And then it doesn't stop there because now we're in the midst of a new issue. And I feel funny even calling it a new issue because none of these issues are new. These issues are so old. They're like essentially ancient issues, things that we've been dealing with for so long. And now they're coming into the light and we're figuring out how to deal with it, how to heal it, how to heal this darkness. This darkness has always been there. We're just, no one knows the right answer. No one knows how to heal it. No one knows what they're doing. We're all figuring it out. But do you see the trend behind the shame game? And then comes the Wayfair scandal. Have you guys seen that one, right? And then when what ends up happening is it inspires people to look into the horrors of human trafficking, of child trafficking, of child sacrifices and elite pedophilia rings. And then that becomes a new topic, a topic that is literally thousands of years old, <laughs> a topic that's been talked about actually for a really long time. Um, I've personally researched it since 2012. So I have known and I have supported the um, anti-movement since 2012. And all of a sudden, this is the new thing that if you're not talking about it, you're now officially a horrible person again. Your silence is apparently deafening. Let me fucking tag my favorite influencer who is a horrible person because they have not posted about it yet because they are talking about another issue. They're talking about COVID right now, or they're questioning the COVID narrative, or they're talking about Black Lives Matter, right? And doing their part with activism related to that. But they're not talking about this issue. And my timeline is now this issue, right? And if you're not talking about this issue, then I'm going to shame you for not talking about this issue. Guys, what the fuck is going on? What happened to us? The reason why I'm so passionate about this topic is because of the very nature of social media. And I really do think that a lot of it is rooted in this. I think we have to remind ourselves of this, okay? I've been educating my clients, my students, those who listen to my podcast and follow my social media for both those people who have platforms and followings and those people who don't. It doesn't fucking matter. It's it's the exact same thing, whether you have an audience or not, right? And even an audience of two is still an audience. That social media is only 0.0000000000000 infinite amount of zeros, 1% of the entire picture of an individual. You can never actually know what the individual is going through, what they truly stand for, what action they take in the other 23 and a half hours that they spend offline from social media. And yet we have created a war with each other based on very little little evidence, very little information, and we have closed our hearts to one another. We think that the entire person's consciousness needs to be downloaded into 15-second stories 
a post with, I don't know how many characters fit in an Instagram caption because I always go beyond. (laughs) I'm like queen of long captions. But like we think that this person's entire consciousness and everything they care about and everything they donate to and everything they support and everything they do um, in their personal lives is supposedly reflected on this fucking thing called social media. And we have used this against us to where we now have closed our hearts to one another. And instead of using our hearts, our precious hearts, our beautiful hearts that are capable of healing for social justice, for things that matter, for actually helping and doing our part and shining light into the darkness, no, instead we are wasting our precious energy, leaking it into each other's businesses. Why are we meddling in each other's business and timeline of, first of all, how we process things? No one's talking about that, right? Um, A couple of my friends and I were talking about like the very nature of psychology. Like people cope with traumatic events in their own timeline, in their own way. And how and when we personally speak up about things in our own lives varies from person to person to person. It doesn't matter if this person is a public figure or has an audience. They're still a person with their own way of coping with trauma. Why are we focusing so much on each other when we all have our own platforms? Your life is a fucking platform. Whether you're on social media or not, you have children or family members or friends or acquaintances, you have your community, you have your own platform. Your life is a reflection of your platform. We all have our own voices. We all have our own missions. We've all been through different shit. And what I care about does not necessarily mean you care about the exact same thing. What you have been affected by does not mean that I've been affected by it too. What you, what I have been affected by doesn't mean that you've been affected by the same thing. It doesn't mean that we have the same exact reasoning for supporting different issues. We have our own hearts and we have our own purpose in this awakening this great awakening that we're going through, shining a light in this darkness that's always been there, but is now being exposed. And we have our own role to play. And guess what, you guys? If we did it the exact same way, at the exact same time, said in the exact same way, we wouldn't make any progress because we are meant to all do this differently. Some people are meant to talk about one issue. Others are meant to talk about another. Some people are meant to use their platform for activism and others are meant to use their platform for empowering moms to be better moms. Some are meant to use their platforms to empower individuals to change their lives so that they can contribute to the bigger picture of life. And some are, use, some are meant to use their platforms to empower large groups of people to make a collective debt in social justice. Not one is more important than the other. It is all coming together as pieces of a puzzle, this grand cosmic puzzle. And here's the key, you guys. It's not going to look the same, nor is it supposed to. Everyone has a different way of waking up, educating themselves, and helping promote the betterment of humanity. Some people speak up right away. Some people, the moment an issue happens, they're ready for a stage and they're ready to speak. Some people need to process for a couple days to a couple weeks. It does not mean that they're silent right? And I get the argument. I totally get the argument behind when people say that you, if you are silent about an issue, you've sided on the side of the oppressor. I totally fucking agree with that. But we have to start looking at timing, right? Just because the timing doesn't match someone else's timing doesn't mean that person doesn't care. Some people are dealing 
within that moment, they're dealing with massive cognitive dissonance. And I don't know if you've ever been through a spiritual awakening where you had to deal with cognitive dissonance that was like excruciatingly painful. Some people need a second to go, whoa, what the fuck is happening here? Right? Without needing it, needing to process it so quickly and so publicly too. Some people take action right away while staying quiet. Some people don't make a damn post, but they are signing the damn petitions. They're out there protesting. They're out there donating their money. Who are we to say that just because there wasn't a post about it, that they're not doing anything? Some people are going through something entirely different. Like I know, I personally know someone who um, their cancer came back during the BLM movement and they didn't have the, the energy to speak up about it. They didn't have the energy to go on social at all. And they were shamed for being silent. But they really do care. They really do a heart. It's just that they really do have a heart. It's just that they have fucking cancer, right? And a whole nother issue to deal with. Or maybe someone is going through the death of a family member right now and isn't able to process and isn't able to be present and hold space for a current world event, right? And instead of doing our own work, which I'm all about, we just watch each other and we shame each other for each other's own way of processing and handling things. And we call those who aren't on board with our message and our timeline silent and not using their platforms responsibly, as if we created our platforms for people to tell us how to use it. I mean, I don't know about you, but did you start your Instagram or your podcast or whatever so that people could tell you what to, what to do with it? Or did you start it as an expression of yourself? Did you start it to be a voice for the things that you care about and finding your community who cares about similar things? Listen, babes, it's come down to this. We must honor each other's hearts. Everyone cares about a different movement right now. Some people are down one rabbit hole. Others are down another. Everyone plays a role in a different cause. Everyone is part of waking people up to different issues. There are so many issues that aren't even the mainstream right now that people aren't talking about right? Because we're so hyper-focused on what we think should be focused on that we're not even paying attention to literal genocides that are happening in the world right now that just haven't hit the mainstream. And people are allowing the media, which is a whole another story, right? The media to determine what they should care about or what's important right now when that person could have someone literally be affected with something that has nothing to do with the mainstream media right now. And that's what they choose to care about at this moment. Everyone is shining a different light in a different corner of darkness. And personally, when I go online, I don't tell people what to talk about. I don't shame people into talking about what's important to me. Oh my God, what a fucking mess I would create doing that. I trust that I am my own sovereign being as is everyone else. I respect and honor what others choose to use their platforms for. I respect and I honor everyone's timeline for their own self-discovery. Pushing an issue down someone's throat isn't going to inspire them. It's only going to cause them to become performative. And this also applies to your guys' own personal lives where I see a lot of women asking me how they can get their partners on board with manifestation. And they do all this stuff. They, they play the shame game. 
where if you've ever been in my Manifestation Move Academy, me and Brennan do a module together and we talk about how I inspired him to go down this rabbit hole with me of law of attraction and manifestation. And I never once told him what he should be doing. I never forced him to make a vision board. I never forced him to buy a crystal. I never forced him to do plant medicine. He has yet to try it, right? Like I don't force him to do these things because I know that force creates performative action. And with the BLM movement specifically, like let's go back and just look at that. Do you remember how many people came across as inauthentic, right? And then we created a shame spiral out of that, right? But why were we so upset with how certain people handled talking about the topic of equality for black lives? It's because we shamed one another into how it should be done. And performative activism is not the fucking point. Do you guys want a bunch of actors? Like think of any issue that comes to mind. Do you want a bunch of actors? Nothing against actors, by the way. I'm just saying like performative activism (laughs) because I know some actors follow me. So I'm not talking about the act of acting in general. I'm just talking about actors in real life, right? Real life actors. Or do you want heart-centered people who are in full alignment with getting on board? Change is made when change is inspired, not forced. I believe that education is important. I believe awareness is important. I believe that action is important. Activism is important. Speaking up is important. But start with you first, please. You know, I have a journaling prompt of the fucking century for you guys. If you're ready to do some real inner work, this is this is what you need to journal on. This is what I do personally. Before I meddle into someone else's life and how they should be doing things differently, I always ask myself, what part within me that is unhealed and needs love and attention right now? Because I know I'm projecting something that's un- unhealed that needs love and attention. What part within me am I seeing mirrored in someone else that needs to rise up to the surface for healing? But remember, I said, what part within me, not what part within them, because they're just mirrors to you. What can I do to better my life first, take care of myself, and then take action for the causes and issues that I personally believe in before I venture off and see how others are doing it? Why do I feel the need to escape my own darkness and point out someone else's darkness? Again, what part within me is unhealed and needs my love and attention right now? That's the journaling prompt of the century that right there. If you start there, you'll find that you still have a lot of inner healing to do before venturing off and trying to force others to heal too. And by doing activism in your own way, this is a really cool thing, guys. Here's where the law of attraction comes in. Here's where this this all ties in with manifesting, okay? By doing activism in your own way, your own truthful, authentic, aligned way, you're actually going to attract the people who are ready to learn about an issue and who are ready to do something about an issue. Because I agree, it's when we speak up about things that people get educated on it. I completely agree with that. If you care about something, please be vocal about it. But if you're vocal about it in your own authentic way and other pe- and you allow others to be vocal about it in their own authentic way, you will attract people who are ready you will attract people who will come into this cause with you and make it way more powerful. Then if you are performing, then guess what? Via law of attraction, manifestation, you attract more performers. And again, is performing change? 
actual real change. It's important to do what's in alignment with you. And I want to remind you that God, universe, source designed you in a very specific way. You are a piece in this giant cosmic puzzle. We are all pieces. We belong in different corners, connecting with one another in different ways. And forcing everyone else to become the same piece of the puzzle leaves us incomplete. And incompleteness is why we're so wounded in the first place. Anyway, I just wanted to get this out and really speak into this because I don't see anybody talking about this. All I'm seeing is a shame game spiraling out of control thanks to groupthink, right? It's all groupthink. And I want to use this episode to inspire the healing of the shame spiral for anyone who needs it. And if if this episode triggered you in any way, good. I'm so glad that it did. It means it's making you think. It means that you needed to hear this message to heal something within you, right? Something's being mirrored back at you right now. And if this episode resonated with you in any way and it made you go, yes, then please share it. I would appreciate it so much. But no pressure though, because again, I honor your sovereignty and I honor your timing. Not everyone is meant to hear this message, but if you believe that you're meant to hear this message and pass this message on, of course, I so appreciate you sharing this podcast. I personally, personally choose to talk about BLM. I personally choose to support Black lives. I personally choose to donate to organizations that support Black lives. I also choose to personally support the halt of child trafficking. In fact, a great organization that you can support is Operation Underground Railroad, an incredible, incredible organization that's very aware of what's going on in the world and is doing something to help. You guys can go check them out. You know, I personally researched the dark hole of elite pedophilia rings and figure out my part in helping it stop. Shaming other people is not helping it stop, you guys. (laughs) Shame attracts shame. Shame is a reason we're so unhealed. And I also personally do believe that COVID is a real virus, okay? I have just also personally chosen to learn how to live with it rather than hide from it because it's going to stick around for a bit, you guys, okay? I I believe it's real. I take precautions. I also know that I'm taking risks when I travel. I also know that I'm surrounding myself with other people who take risks, right? Like when I went on the sisterhood trip to Sedona, I had a slew of people come shame me for how dare I travel during a global pandemic. I didn't force anyone to come with me, first and foremost, and no one forced me to go either. I'm taking my risks, right? I'm also wearing a mask, but I'm not wearing a mask when I'm alone outside because that's just stupid, right? I am figuring out how to live with this virus rather than letting it control me and letting the narrative of the mainstream media control what I should think about this virus. Just because I don't talk about one thing on my social platform doesn't mean I don't care. It doesn't mean I don't support. It doesn't mean I don't know what I'm talking about. And I trust the same for you. I trust that you have your own path and you have your own life and you're doing your own thing. Keep being your own puzzle piece because you matter in this cosmic puzzle. I love you guys so, 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 so much. Seriously, so much love for you. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, 
Come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at Manifestation Babe or visiting my website at manifestationbabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.